From the pages of Rambling Beach Cat, this is Seth. I'm here with Nick and Francesca. Again, we're going to give you the Rambling Beach Cast here in a few minutes. Today we're talking about the epicness that is Sharknado. A little bit of Trayvon Martin going to bring us down. And then we're also going to take your listener questions from the new Ask FM webpage. That actually worked pretty well. Uh, uh, Francesca. Uh, sorry. Come on. Uh, you got to get it together. I got to record this intro all over again. What am I supposed to say? You're terrible at this. What am I supposed to say? Like, oh, never mind. I'm, I'm just That's good It's enough. supposed That's to easy. be witty banter. You're supposed like, to respond. I don't know. Dale, it scares me too much. Oh. Okay. Uh, you, you said Should you would beat me. Should I say, I don't know. What? what? Just, what just cue the music, Seth. Just cue the music. Okay, the music. Francesca wants to meet Dale. I told I, I told her it would change her life. You, yeah, you say that, but once you meet Dale, there's no going back. Like you can't meet Dale. Yeah, yeah. You meet, you meet him, and all of a sudden, you've been recruited into the studio, and you spend the next five years of your life with him. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do at that point. You're done. All right, so uh, we'll uh, I guess we'll talk about little Trayvon Martin. Try not to get all of us. Try not to get too preachy. As hard as it'll be on that subject, we'll talk about Sharknado. Oh yeah, we got to talk about Sharknado. Francesca, we're gonna talk. Francesca refuses to watch it. But I've been Come okay. On. She just broke my action figures. You have got to stop messing with these things. Stop. <laughs> yes, stop messing with my action figures. And um, you need to just we'll, wrap her in cellophane when she comes over. You just need to like just. Here. Dexter style, do it Dexter style. We need to. Uh, I need to get Kate back on here to whip her into shape. Show her how a real woman podcasts. <laughs> you know what's awesome? The Ask FM, like it's it's just it's all something all the kids do. You know, if they have which it's it's a breeding ground for conflict. That's all it is. It's this thing that kids make up, and you can ask questions anonymously. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, I'll tell you, my favorite time that someone ever asked a question anonymously that I heard, I think it was Gray Coker, he asked, uh, like, you know, in health class, they have the anonymous question oh box. God, yeah. So and he put, like, there's some kid named Robert. He's like, why does Robert have such a small penis? <laughs> put it in the, no, in that's the not what he did. What do you do? You no, know, he signed it as Robert. Oh, why, he said, do I why do I have such a small penis? And signed it from Robert. <laughs> that's even better. I know. But, um, but we, uh, but now there's all these. So I went on on hers and I just asked. I said, "Why are why are all of your podcast stories so terrible?" And like she flipped out and accused me, and I was like, I was all incredulous. I was like, I didn't do that. And so she's all flipping out. I just admitted to her it was me who asked that. But who is flipping okay? Out? Last time, Francesca. Oh, Francesca. Because someone asked on her her asked FM. Yeah, she has a personal one where people get on there and ask her disgusting questions. It's really weird. I think the weirdest one we got was, what's my favorite thing to eat off of Joe's chest? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was mine. So, uh, was that really yours? Yeah, I posted that one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was like, which one of my kids, former students, is sick and demented enough? That was you who asked. I, I posted the one asking why you and I were such hot pieces of man candy. Yeah, I figured <laughs> someone you asked. Think that was yeah, me. That was you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You see, that's small circle here. All right. Um, let's start. Drayvon Martin case. Here's here's just what I wanted to get into. I mean, because it's something that went on. I mean, there's initial outrage. You know, when it was when the verdict was right. I remember reading it or watching it on television just being floored. And I understand the people who support Zimmerman. I believe it or not, I understand a little bit where they're coming from, from a legal perspective, because um, a lot of people have the facts of the case wrong. It wasn't a stand your ground thing. They actually waived immunity on that. It was a self-defense case. So stand your ground does not come into play. Also, they, the people keep saying the 911 operator, and I've said this before too, 911 operator told him not to follow the kid. That's not what happened. He just told him you don't have to do that, which I know that's semantics, but he didn't explicitly tell him don't follow him. My question that I've asked everybody is what should Trayvon Martin have done? Like the people who are Zimmerman supporters, and they won't answer me. I'm like, what should Trayvon Martin have done when he came face to face with this dude who'd been following him? Yeah, I, maybe I mean, what, curl up in a fetal in the fetal position just so he could get shot. Then, yeah, and, and and here's the thing: George Zimmerman's defense was, well, he got out to look at a street sign, and then Trayvon Martin approached him. It's like, no, that's not what. And I guess we can't prove that's not what happened, but come on, you know. Yeah, and, to look at a street sign. Yeah, he said he got out to look at a street can, sign. Can you see them from your car? I know. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, it's funny too because people keep bringing up. And, and look, I'll say this. Trayvon Martin and Zimmerman are both, in my opinion, bad people. I'm sorry. Tray- I, mean, I feel bad speaking of the dead, but Trayvon Martin was a drug-dealing thug, and Zimmerman was an ang- you know, was a woman-beating cop wannabe. And he did. He got busted at one of his old jobs for throwing a woman against the wall that was just a little bit drunk. But, you know, if I was, a, if I was Trayvon's teacher, I probably would have hated the kid. He was on his third suspension from school that year. You know, but neither one of them deserves sainthood. But God, the kid deserves to be able to walk home. Yeah, yeah. Being uh, yeah. being a, a degenerate drug dealer does not warrant being killed. Yeah, I mean, people try to kill him for drug dealing all the time. So shut up, Francis. <laughs> but um, now yeah, that you, I just, now I don't that you get live it. in a high class dumpster, yeah, you're moving on up to the east yeah, side. Yeah, they actually moved into a permanent dumpster. Oh, so yeah, permanent so, for two years. Yeah, yeah. For, well, for two years. One of those types that's bolted. You know, the bolted models. You sign a two-year um, lease on a dumpster. <laughs> I, I don't, and, and, and that's the thing, is I, I people hear people saying, well, this is how the law is supposed to work, and, you know, and, like, they'll bring up pictures, like, do you know uh, Zimmerman had a MySpace, which, first of all, that should be a crime in and of itself, yeah. an adult having a MySpace. But he had a MySpace, and he said racist things on there all the time. Now, they weren't directed towards black people, they were directed towards Mexicans, which... That. I'm sorry. The irony of yeah, the irony of it's just. But I mean, it, well, that's perfectly acceptable. That's 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 fine, right? That kind of racism. Isn't he Puerto Rican? I thought so. Yeah. Oh, we'll oh, get yeah, Juan Puerto in Ricans. We'll Puerto Juan Ricans hate. Puerto Ricans hate Mexicans. Wait, really? Really? Yeah, yeah they do. Oh, I did that, not know that. We'd have to get my friend Alfredo on the uh, podcast to. Uh, <laughs> How do you, you know all these? You have all these Latin American friends. <laughs> I live in Phoenix. But, you know, well, oh, that's true. Okay, good point. Yeah. <laughs> my streets no, are awash. <laughs> my yard is awash with them right now. <laughs> oh wow! But uh, I just 
that's the question I have for people. If anyone wants to answer, drop it. You know, I, I, I don't think anybody who supports George Zimmerman is a complete idiot. You know, like some people said, just because I can understand legally, you know, we can't prove what happened that night. You know, he says he got out of the car and then Trayvon Martin approached him. Now, the part where it gets murky is did he shoot Trayvon Martin out of fear for his life or retaliation? To me, it looks like he picked a fight, got his ass kicked, and shot the kid. I mean, he was following him home. Yeah. He was like a self-appointed cop, basically. Yeah. And he's following the kid home. And, I mean, if I was Trayvon and, I mean, I saw some random guy, like, stalking me, I would probably approach him and be like, I would probably run away. But, I mean, Trayvon, didn't he approach him? He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. They got in a fight. You just shared your dumpster with him. Well, and that's where it gets weird is, I mean, you, you can't prove, and that's where I don't think the jury is as stupid as people say they are. You know, that's where it gets weird. I mean, it's hard. You have to keep in mind, if someone's life is in your hand, I think he should have been convicted on manslaughter. Because we can't prove that part of the story. I mean, the point is, like, he shot the kid, and he didn't go to jail for it. I mean, it, 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 you can't prove that it was on self-defense, right? And that, that was how, what their argument was. It wasn't stand your ground. It was self-defense. And uh, it was like he, he was stalking the kid. Exactly. That's my thing is he initiated all of that. And if he had just like, not stalked him or like, left the kid alone, or, like, then it would have been nothing. Yeah, I read a, I read a really uh, pretty poignant tweet. I can't believe it. It wasn't like anyone famous. Just someone wrote it. They said, uh, what type of world would this be if if uh, George Zimmerman had instead just driven up alongside and asked, you need to get out of the rain so I can give you a ride home? Huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. That's just... Yeah, I mean, yeah, at least manslaughter, because even if... Yeah, I mean, it's really murky, I guess, because, you know, no one will ever know exactly what happened. Well, yeah, you killed the other witness. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's the thing now. It's like, well, and... Have you, you guys have heard about this other standard ground case in Florida where a woman fired a warning shot against her abusive husband and she approached, she 20 years prison. Um, the reasoning on that one is that she went into the garage and came back out with a gun and shot it. But the thing is, though, and I don't know if this is how I'm pretty sure it works. It was her house. I mean, what? I haven't really read anything about that story. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nuts. So I don't know. Seth, I don't know. What do, What's your end-all take here on this? I have been able to remain blissfully ignorant about a lot of this. And uh, other than the three hours of Fox News that oh. gets displayed here at the... Uh, at the uh, Rancho the, Day. Rancho Fox. Day Abuelos. And <laughs> so I, what I've seen of it has been considerably conservatively slanted. And so it's... it's so it's basically been... It, there was a black guy! What was he supposed to do? It was a black guy. There, well, here's because of course Sean Hannity gets the the ten conservative black people he can find in America and brings them on for a town hall <laughs> meeting. And <laughs> I watched that at my grandparents' house. I was in the foxhole too. Like, they, they really have like a room that's the sunroom, den sort of thing. But it really feels like a den, like a fox den. And they play Fox News in there all day long. Did you say, yeah, there's, it has no air conditioning. There's no, no. And they just drink alcohol and watch Fox News yeah. and sweat. So they can bask in the glow of the apocalypse and Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they just sit there and drink and sweat and watch Fox and, News. Yeah, really, I promise you, that's all they do. And my, my grandma, she, like, she sews a lot, so she'll sit there and... So, and that's what my grandma's doing right now. She's so <laughs> right now. 
<laughs> okay, so you were saying, Seth, sorry. But yeah, no, so this, I this, watched the town hall meeting. It was yeah, this town hall meeting full of you know, the uh, you know, ten black people who happen to have some money and are therefore Republicans, and of course they're just they're going at it left and right. And he and it's <laughs> I remember we were watching this while we were eating dinner, and for after about a a minute and a half straight of people just interrupting each other and yelling at each other, I looked at my grandfather and said. It's wonderful. It's just the most intelligent show on television, isn't it? <laughs> what did he did he say anything? Or he oh, just... he he couldn't hear me, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next thing we'll move on to something completely different, a little happier here. Uh, Sharknado. I had, oh. Here's the thing, and, and I the the main thing I, I think, and I was surprised to find this out. It actually didn't do that great in the ratings. Yeah. Well, what what sci-fi made for tv movie does do well in the ratings well it, but for them like it, there are other movies they've had that have done better but it just it touched off like a social like, media like giant two-headed shark or cocktopus yeah. or whatever <laughs> well giant two-headed shark had carmen electra in it i think That's that was true. all you know I, i'll tell you i watched the movie and i've been trying to get francesca to watch it she won't watch it and you have to watch it i'll watch it i just I see. You keep saying you will and you won't. I'm sorry. Um, like for instance, yeah, I was mad because I, I fell in love with Nova, the girl Cassie Sherpa who plays her. But Tara Reed was in it, and Tara Reed doesn't oh. die at the end. That was the whole. Like I was waiting for Tara Reed to get killed. Like when yeah. they showed that giant great white shark flying towards them, I was like, "Oh, here it comes! Tara Reed is going to get killed." <laughs> and then nothing. Like I need to watch this. that was the one thing. But when he jumps into the shark with a chainsaw. Yeah, that, that I was like, this is amazing, and I mean, it's so bad. And my wife was watching it. She's like, "Are you watching this ironically?" <laughs> I hate it to admit. I was like, "Yes, yes, it is terrible." But even the actors knew that, you know, and they weren't winking at the camera. They were really trying to go through the. But oh I mean, gosh, if, if Francesca, there's there's a couple moments that you have to look out for when when you watch this at 68 minutes in. I I, I timed it uh, <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> the main character, what, what's his name? I forget the actor's name. Finn. His name is Finn. Come on, Seth. His Sorry, name I'm, is Finn. I'm not up <laughs> on my 90210. It you know, has been well, C-less well, no, celebrity his, names. That was brilliant naming him Finn. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> his son is up in this helicopter, and the helicopter is about to crash, and they, they cut to a shot of him, and he looks at the camera and goes. <laughs> Ben, and then he's—it's like he can't decide whether he wants to yell out or not. It is just classic B movie acting at its finest. There were other you. great lines though too. The, okay. My my favorite line was where where uh, you know, the shotgun goes off and it kills a shark. It blows a shark out of the air. And you go, nice shot. By the way, I am not a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, the, now here's the thing. I thought Cassie Sherpo actually, like, she was awesome. Like, I was falling in love with her with every shotgun blast. Um, Ian Ziering, I thought he carried the movie. But some of the acting, I hate to back, you know, Tara Reid obviously was terrible. The, did you know the de- dude who was the dad from Home Alone? He was the drunk guy? Yeah, it was that John Hurd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, him in his bar the, stool. Yeah, the bar stool, Thor's bar stool. He kept whacking sharks with the bar stool. But I can't remember the, the one dude who he was supposed to be British, but his accent kept changing. Like he yeah, was it was like to, Australian or something. 
Yeah, but I love that part where there's all that blood in the water, and he goes, looks like it's that time of the month. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it with me. Where did I watch? Just, it's supposed to be replayed tomorrow. Yeah, they're going to replay it. Sci-Fi's going to replay it tomorrow. But I think half the half the fun of it, too, like I watched it live and watching it on Twitter with people. I oh, mean, it yeah. was that was a lot of fun, you know, like getting in there and watching it with Twitter. You know, I enjoyed that. My my fear, and Seth and I talked about this, is that now movie studios would be like, oh, you want crappy movies? It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. And the sad thing is those B-movies that they make and sci-fi make – Sci-Fi Channel used back before they changed their name, used to make one of those every two weeks. Yeah, and and the problem is, the ratings for those movies they do better and than or just as good as their big hit shows that they spend millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, investing in, like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Or Stargate, any of the like Stargate series. So it it's the it's a very similar effect to what college football has on TV ratings. Because if you take the it's the reason why there's so many bowl games. If you take the absolute worst, you know, the Music City Bowl, like the Ga- crappy Gaylord Gaylord Hotel Music City Bowl. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's, the, that's what's called <laughs> the the Lou Holtz Metamucil Memorial <laughs> uh, <laughs> Toilet Bowl. It, with you know, two six and six teams, that football game will get better ratings on ESPN or ESPN two than any other uh, possible programming that they could put on, like baseball or basketball. Or it, it, college football like trumps all. So it's the same kind of thing with the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, you know, they put on these be these wonderful. Uh, sometimes they're wonderful. You get someone like John Reese Davies. It, it, it played the king of the castle in some giant uh, yeah. stegosaurus slash dragon slash anaconda is flying around in the air, and they spend two hours trying to kill it. But yeah. uh, that's why you get these kind of movies. And some of them are hits for all the wrong reasons, and some of them are not. But I definitely enjoyed uh, Sharknado. Yeah. I liked it, and that's the thing. is, I mean, it's not that we liked it, it was crappy. We liked it because it was... I mean, it was just hilarious. Oh, you know, yeah. Was, Seeing yeah. a used-up Tara Reid you know, come <laughs> on and try to you know, be an action star. Like, she pushed that cart with her leg, and they go slow motion on it, and you're like, oh, yeah, wonderful. I'll tell you, the the I was I was really hoping to see her get devoured. That was the one thing. I, th- I was like, that, that, I thought, and here's the thing is even Cassie Sheriff said she was mad she didn't end up with Finn at the end of the movie. Like, he just ends up making out with Tara Reid, and I'm like, oh, yeah. come then, on, she's terrible. And she ends up with his son, too. That's the best part. She's... His, his eye-acting son. Yeah. What? what? Rich was trying to motion to me about something. What? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Francesca needs to get closer to the mic. <laughs> But yeah, I I, I liked Sharknado. I thought it was a lot of fun. There were uh, other quotes too that were just just wonderful, wonderful pieces of like B level script writing. I'll tell you one of the best things that you ever seen. I've never seen it. I've only seen a clip, and it's one of the greatest clips I've ever seen. You ever heard of the Anonymous Rex? No. It's a uh, it's a movie based on the idea that dinosaurs are still here, but they they're fooling us by using holographic generators so they look like people. <laughs> and uh, the guy who plays uh, Sam on True Blood, the bar bar owner, he walks into a room and there's all these Velociraptors eating raw meat, 
and they're sitting there eating it. One of the velociraptors, these horribly CGI generated dinosaurs, looks at him and, and goes, Rah! and he goes, I don't want to hear that mess. <laughs> That's the end of <laughs> Well, well, my, so I've got to see that. I've well, my see other that. favorite lines was uh, the, <laughs> the waves were crashing in, into one of the uh, like the drainage drainage ditches, and of course all the actors they peer they peer out of the the car windshield and they all lean down at the same time you know as per their director's instructions, and they, <laughs> and they go, it's like old faithful, and then the Australian guy goes. We're going to need faith to get through that. <laughs> did, wait, did he say it with an Australian accent? Because he kept forgetting. It was close. It was, okay. it was close. I like, if you watch the, the son you were talking about in the helicopter, I like the eye acting he did. Like, <laughs> the eye acting. And the, the shaky helicopter. arm. You see, yeah. he, when he was holding the, the controls, he was, like, shaking his arm to make it seem like they were in the air. I will admit, I got emotionally invested in Nova, though, when she jumped off the, uh, off, or when she was stabbing the shark. And jo- I... I was pretty upset when I thought she was going to die. But then luckily, Iron's Earring 90210 came through with a chainsaw and happened to go into the same shark she was in. Yeah. Why is it a woman can jump out of a helicopter thousands of feet in the air straight into the, and, and bullseye herself straight into the mouth of a, the gaping maw of a great white shark, but they can't drive on the highway? Yeah, that's a good point. Woman, yeah. I don't know. Like Francesca's not even going to answer that one. One woman with a sense of direction has to go straight into a shark's belly. Yeah, but it, it was it was just an overall. It was uh, that's another thing too. Is why did these tornadoes only pick up sharks? What about the rest of the sea life? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Sure. You, you have to you have to really suspend your disbelief to enjoy it. But, yeah, there's got to right. be an octopus swirling around there going, "Oh, get me out of here!" Why is it <laughs> yeah. a stupid film? It's like a bunch of douchebags just flying around. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to go. Today is our first time using Ask FM. This was on Francesca. She's like, you, you, you need to put... And while she was listening to, like, you know, Nicki Minaj and... I'm not like, and no, I'm not listening to refrains Her to boots and pants later. music. I do yeah. not listen yeah. to Nicki Minaj. Yeah. And and watching trendy shows and stuff, she said we should get an Ask FM like all the I cool watched, kids. I watched, like, Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Those are the good shows. And say That's yes great. to the dress. Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> you do watch that? Uh, I like. I will. Oh, it's a good show. Yeah. Oh. It's just like, oh, and you wonder why women have such unrealistic expectations for marriage and their wedding. No, I, I would never pay that much for a wedding dress. It's fun to see like how ridiculous these people are. I've lost what little respect for you I had. Because I watched that show. Yes. Do people you... throw away a lot of wedding dresses and dumpsters? Do they? Uh, yeah, there are a couple. Usually, usually with suspect stains on them. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we're gonna. But here's the thing: it's it's a breeding ground for bullying and stuff because it's anonymous questions. And I mean, you should see like play, yeah. I, I saw one where a, a girl was crying. No, actually, you keep saying I have one question, and no. yeah, no. I don't know. I said where a girl was crying because of stuff that was said about her on her Ask FM. Like, would you put up something saying, "Hey, ask me questions about myself, but I won't know who you are"? What do you expect? But our thing is that we're going to put it up here, and because these are anonymous, we can't tag the people who ask them or say who they are. So I spent most of the time just trashing the people to ask these stupid questions. But I do, I did get a few good ones, so we're going to use the Ask FM. First one comes to us from Mr. Anonymous. I'm Mr. Anonymous. Or Mrs. Anonymous. No, this was a good question, so it couldn't have come no. from a woman. Um, yes, it, this oh question did not come no. in a sandwich. 
So. Yeah, so we don't know. Oh my god, I'm. What, no. You know what I like? One of their, uh, one of their, they have like these opening questions. They said, "What do you look for in someone that you want to date?" And I said, "A good sandwich making skills or something." <laughs> okay, um, most bizarre <laughs> situation that you ever encountered while teaching. I don't teach. Answer the question. That's what I'm trying to think. What most bizarre situation you've ever encountered while teaching? I think you told me this story one time when you were teaching a lesson at a church. Oh yeah, tell that story. <laughs> this- my student, uh, this, who I affectionately refer to as Hot Fries, this was a 7th grade tuba player, and the first time that I showed up to his house to, to start lessons with him, his mother is the epitome of Irish. I mean, red hair, freckles. She uh, eats potatoes! Potatoes. <laughs> this kid, I think, is adopted. I, he has to be adopted because... He looks... All Irish women are barren. He looks like he could be straight out of South America. And I show up to his house, and his mother answer, answers the door. I say, hi, I'm you know, here for uh, for Matt's lesson. And I see this blur just shoot across the uh, uh, shoot across the, the hallway. Uh, it's At that moment, I found out that Matt is ADHD and uh, extremely hyperactive. He... Proceed, I walk into the house. He proceeds to run up to me. Sir, 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 I, I got hot fries. And he holds up this three-quarters eaten bag of hot fries. And it's, he's just wearing them. They're on his fingers. They're on his mouth. And he's, look at hot fries. So that's great, Matt. You're, uh, you're going to go wash your hands, brush your teeth, and we're going to play some tuba. Well, fast forward to... Uh, I was teaching uh, this at this church. Uh, they were let me use the sanctuary to teach lessons in. And at that point, I had moved Hot Fries to the church uh, to to have his lessons. And so, as usual, progression of things, he comes running in carrying his tuba by a, ha- a, a handle on a tuba case that looks like it is about to snap at any given moment. <laughs> You know, down to the front of the sanctuary, and his mom's just blissfully trailing behind him, just so happy to be able to pass her son off to daycare for 45 minutes while she goes find some sanity. So he comes running out. His, Matt's usual uniform, his attire, was some kind of athletic gear. So he was wearing uh, those kind of pull-away pants that basketball players oh, yes. wear, and he was always wearing an Under Armour shirt. Which I found just hilarious. Like he's coming dressed for athletic practice to play tuba, and so he's sporting this, uh, you know, his his pants on. He's got his uh, an Under Armour shirt. He's got some other kind of uh, shirt over that. Seth, Seth, we're going to Suns game later. That's good, Steve. Oh, Steve Nash hits the three. And of course, yeah, you know, I get into it too. So you know, he he fades away with his shot. And I go, oh, and we chest bump. You know, that was our like greeting when he comes in for lessons. Do a little chest bump. <laughs> it's just got kind of strange. Hey, Seth, Seth. Compared to like band class, sure. where yeah, sorry. Hey, Seth, I got I gotta go to the bathroom. I need to, and then. I said, okay, well, you know, there's a bathroom over here in the vestry, you know, just you know, right next to the sanctuary. So let me let me go unlock it for you. Now, the, the sanctuary is a huge place. His mom's standing there, right in the middle of uh, <laughs> wait, waiting for uh, the lesson to happen. 
I've got I got my Steve Nash jersey on. You want to see? And he he starts to take as we're walking to the bathroom, this dark corridor off to the side of this church. He reaches down and rips off <laughs> he rips off his pullaway pants. <laughs> no, no, no. Was this no. A Catholic church? It was a Lutheran church. It's close oh, enough. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that would have been perfect. It's like, Matt, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, he just rips his pants off. And then, uh, uh, oh, gosh. Okay. So uh, he goes to the bathroom, and I come back. and like, well, Mrs. Murphy, it's the first time I've ever had a student rip off his clothes for me in the vestry. Let's <laughs> hope the only time. I don't like how there's a first time. Like, you yeah. expect this to be a repeat occurrence. <laughs> Well, of course, she took it right in stride. Her, just yeah. Well, Matt will be one of many firsts. <laughs> I, I can't tell, Francesca. You might have to help me with this. I have one kid in mind. He wasn't here when you were. So, Francesca, were there any kids or situations you can think of that were off the top of your head that were really strange, like beyond the regular strange? Like the Jenna situation. Uh, I don't think we can talk about that. No. One Closer yet. to yeah. the mic, please. Closer to the oh, mic. Oh, yeah. No, we're, 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 no, we're speaking good. in hushed tones trying to figure out. No, okay. uh, there are a lot, though. I feel like. But nothing like. Okay, I'll tell this one. Tell me if I'm missing anything. We had a kid, and I'm not going to say his name because um, I think his family still lives around here somewhere. <laughs> but we had this kid in band. And he oh, was... wait. Is this the knife? No. no. Um, you should tell the knife situation. What knives? Oh. That's not weird. Okay, anyway, um, this guy, he was really strange, like very strange when I saw him. And uh, he was Russian, this kid, and he had this giant scar that went down his face. And he was he was a weird kid. He talked with a really high voice like this all the time. And, and he was very strange kid, strange like, but I didn't have a problem with him, except I had a girl in my band named KK. Okay, KK was as sweet. As her name Isn't sounds, really her name was really KK. Was it K A Y K A Y or was it just no? It was it was K dot K dot. Yeah. Was it short and for something or was yeah? It just... I don't remember what, but really, really sweet kid, and um, he was obsessed with her. Now I didn't know anything was weird, but his mom or her mom one time talked to me and said we've had some problems with him doing, and I was like, okay, I thought maybe the mom was being overprotective. I said I'll keep an eye on it, and. uh I started to hear some weird things, you know, but nothing too odd, just that he would always hang around her and stuff. Um, and then one day, uh, I have, you know, with my sixth graders, I had like a whole thing, like the way our storage room used to be set up or the way you had to go in and out because there were two doors and stuff. So him and another kid were the only two kids in the storage room. She had $20 go missing from her stuff. Hmm. And I brought him in and I said, so what happened? He says, I didn't take anything out of her purse. I was like, well, I didn't say anybody yeah. took anything out of her purse. And he's like, oh, well, um, I didn't. Um, and he, he and his mom said, well, he swears he wouldn't do it. And he never does anything like this. And you can't prove it anyway. So, yeah. you know, and his mom just pretty much, you know, fought it and fought it. Things escalate. I mean, from there, I pretty much said, I'm like, you're never to get anywhere near her. You're never taught anything like that. But in other classes, he would do stuff like he stole stuff from her. Like, she had a jacket hanging over a chair, and he stole it and took it you home. Like write his name on her stuff, too. No, this is, that's another girl. Oh, yeah. um, and he kept doing stuff that was getting weirder and weirder. And Was uh, he stealing he, it just to steal it, or was he doing just to stuff steal it. to it? Uh, I don't even want to know if he was. But um, he kept stealing stuff from her, and finally it got to a point one time where I caught him throwing things at her. And, I mean, I just lit into him. 
and you know his mom said I was being I was picking on him and being mean and stuff. I'm like, because he's stalking this girl, and he's he's like, no, you know he he has a crush on her. I'm like, he's taking things from her, and yeah. he goes, we talked to him about that. It's like, well, good. I'm sure that um, you know the the guy who ran Bates Motel, his mom talked to him about stuff too. <laughs> but he ended up being psycho. Okay, so you know I, I'm like the. So anyway, this kid, he also, I told him he had a big scar down the side of his face. In seventh grade, he started developing this weird habit where he would pick the scabs off of it and eat it. Yeah. Um, so that was bizarre. And eventually... scars? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, eventually, um, KK moved, which I hated. She was a good kid. She, they, Their family moved. But another girl in band named Lauren. Lauren, if you're listening, she says she's listening to podcasts. You'll know what I'm talking about. Uh he became obsessed with her and started stalking her and doing stuff. Well, anyway, one day her foundations book goes missing, her band book. And she's one of those people who never forgot it ever. And uh, she goes, I, I think he took it. The kid, I think he took it. So they searched his locker and they found it. And inside it has his name written and things written in Russian. Now, and a bunch of pages torn up and scratched out. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that seems like an open and shut case. That makes the Zimmerman case look like the most complex thing in the world. Like, this seems pretty. But his mom said, uh, he, he claimed, he goes, uh, someone else stole it and they gave it to me. And his mom said, well, you can't do anything about it and I'll, I'll fight all the way to the school board and the court if you do. So the school dropped it. He, he, no one I know. I know, exactly. Um, I ended up giving her another book. For us. But yeah, that was just bizarre. And uh, he finally he was basically taken out of band, and that was it. Did, any, did anybody ever figure out what the Russian text was? Like what the Russian said? Do we still have the book? I don't know. No, no. I have to ask Lauren if she still has it. I would. Yeah, I'd love sure. to see what it said. All right, here's it's probably the a good thing they dropped it. You could be messed with the Russian mafia. There you go. Um, is, one person asked if you were single. I said yes. They asked if I was single. Yeah, single and willing. Single, ready to mingle. Uh, if you're going, if you were going to get a tattoo, what would it be, and where would you get it? I, I mentioned that we talked about this before, but due to Sharknado, I uh, it's changed. I think that what I would want to do is, oh yeah, Karen just brought us uh, not sandwiches, but grilled chicken. Thing. Grilled chicken? Yeah, with bacon on it. Oh my. Yeah. Um. It would be a, a tattoo of a Sharknado on my shoulder. Uh, of just a, a tornado with sharks tornado coming sharks. out of it? Yeah, or? I don't know if you... It, on iPhone's weather forecast thing for Thursday night when shark, Sharknado premiered, it had a picture of a Sharknado for yeah. the weather that night. That's what I would get. I wonder if they named it Sharknado just because it had a better ring than Shark Hurricane. It was actually... There's a story at Cassie Sheridan that said they originally were going to call the movie Dark Skies. And... Um, <laughs> And then, that, then, then there was a movie called Dark Skies, and they said, "Well, we'll call it Sharknado." And the whole cast like laughed, and they said, "No, you don't understand. This will be better." And it was. What would you get a tattoo of, and where? Um, I don't know what. I would get it on my shoulder, or my arm, probably. I'm not sure what I would get. If you need help spelling my name, Francesca, it's S <laughs> E, or sorry, it's M A S T E R. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. Is it took her a minute? She was like, "What? No." They asked why. I saw this really cool tattoo on Tumblr, where someone got like all the continents. Now we've reached her. the fourteen-year-old. Closer to the closer <laughs> to the mic, Francesca. Closer to the mic. I saw this one with cool tattoo on Tumblr, where someone got like an outline of all the continents like across their shoulders. It was really cool. 
so it can gradually just spread apart like Pangea as you get older. <laughs> as you get older. <laughs> um, Seth, what would you get? I don't know. I I have never ever contemplated give, getting a tattoo. I think there's maybe there's two people in my family who have one. Let me talk about this. My brother has one of a cross and his favorite Bible verse uh, on his shoulder. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I laughed. <laughs> Just the fact that your brother has that. Yeah. Thanks. And I think my cousin Michael uh, also has one. They're, they're both in the Army now. My my brother just, uh, he's finishing up boot camp. Or the second leg of basic training. Maddie says she's going to boot camp. She's going back to the military camp next week. Really? In Vermont. Like, is she in trouble or did she? No, like, she wanted to go. Oh, okay. But she cool. wants to like, be in the Air Force or whatever. Oh, that's cool. All right. Um, here's another one. Uh, if you had any, re- if, 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 if any of you have any of you had any really weird jobs? Well, every time I go to Charleston, I <laughs> fill a certain job post uh, in Nick's house that of clog- <laughs> clogging the upstairs toilet. That's my job. I uh, yeah, I was I was expecting much darker, <laughs> scarier. I uh. I worked at, at a go-kart track at an amusement park. For I remember a while. that. I remember you talking about that during college. It's crazy. Like, I mean, it's just stupid people. I mean, you know, there's no filter. You get stupid, smart people. The worst was when daycares would come. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was just like like demolition derby. Out there. You just want to lie, lie all the kids down in front of the go-kart and just speed bump it over over the rest of them pretty much well and here's the thing i remember we went to uh when we went to orlando we went to a go-kart track and i look over and i see this this like adult male looks like he's my age only he's huge and he's wearing gloves like football receiving gloves and i see him just screaming at the employees yeah and then he leaves and i walk over and i said what the heck was that about they're like oh same guy. He yells at us every time when we kick him out. Because he's like, this thing comes there like every day. Yeah, and I said, I used to work at a go kart track. I know that guy. <laughs> Not the specific <laughs> guy. I said, I know who you're talking about. Um, I'll tell you the weirdest thing that ever happened to me is, um, I learned a lot about black culture uh, when I worked at a go kart track because I worked with this guy named Antoine, and I remember uh, I learned Antoine. That, I remember mom jokes amongst white people are funny. But black people sometimes get oh, they take now, it to a whole new level. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What happened was we were talking to each other, and we were telling jokes, and and then later we we're talking about things that we hate. And he's like, "Man, I hate when girls do that." Or something. I said, "You know what I hate?" He's like, "What?" I said, "When your mom calls me Antoine," <laughs> and uh, Ed Betters, and he just like it, he got so mad that like. I was I was advised I need to leave the track for a minute while he got calmed down. Oh my God. And I was like, I, I was just joking. Like, I make mom jokes like that all the time. And I'll never forget another time. Um, like, he was a really cool guy. Another time that was weird uh, was it was just me and him both there. And, like, we would take, like, if you went into the park, you got a free pass to go once. But then you could pay $2 to go again. And believe it or not, people would just pay and pay and pay to go. So there was one day we had, like, $200 in the in the till it was just me and him and when it was over like i went to bring the cash up and there was only like 40 bucks which is what the till starts with yeah and i'm like (laughs) like and i'm like hey Antoine. he's like yeah i said 
Is there any, uh, do you know why there's, he goes, I don't know, man, that's how much was in there when I saw it. Uh-huh. Like, okay. Oh, my God. So, oh, it's just kind of reminded me of, like, a situation where you didn't want to, like, stereotype, but you really uh, wanted to ask like that. No. So, this girl that's friends with Maddie's sister, she was in Zach's suite, and she was about to walk in. She's going to get a job application. She found a bag of weed in the parking lot. <laughs> she walked in, there's like a huge group of black guys at the register. Oh. And she didn't want, she was like, oh god. Did she say it was what? Was this somebody who's in here? No. Just, <laughs> she all of a sudden became a white meat three piece meal. <laughs> oh. oh gosh. Oh my god. Alright. Um, you want to know what my worst job was? What? There was a period of time for about three weeks that I was a Cutco salesman. A what? Yeah. A Cutco salesman. What's Cutco? Well, cut, Cutco is knives. It's cutlery. You were a knife salesman? Yeah. It's nice. it's one of those multi-level marketing scam kind of companies. You know, they get a, a pyramid scheme companies where they they get you to sell their product, and it's for an astronomical amount. And it kicks back to the person above you, and then the person above you. Here so you're doing you're doing all the work. But I I was looking for a summer job in between my freshman and sophomore year in college, mm-hmm. and that was the time where I was just miserable because my parents had moved from Kingsport to Chattanooga during my freshman year. So I go to Chattanooga for the summer, and at the start of the summer, I was trying to find a job, so I responded to an ad. In the paper, that tells you how long ago this was. Uh, old for vector marketing, that's what they call it. They said make you can make uh, something like twelve or thirteen dollars per hour, and uh, so I was like, "Well, that sounds easy enough." Well, vector marketing is the name they give out so that people don't know that it's Cutco, because <laughs> if they knew it was Cutco, nobody would show up. So I, I go to this training seminar. These like paid training. Okay, I can do this. Yep. 13 bucks an hour there i'm in this class i'm taking summer school on how to sell knives and how to demonstrate these products so i go through this like one and a half two week training period and i get my demo set you know the demo set of cutco knives and uh the different uh you know the shears that cut through a penny Ooh, ah, oh my and then the the goal is that you go out and you start making appointments to demonstrate these knives and to sell things to people so that your trainer can make money off of you. Mm. So, so after I finished my training, I, I, I needed to practice. I needed to practice my presentation. So I I had my parents sit down, and basically I went through my pitch, and they started laughing at me while I was oh. present. I got mad. I got mad at him. I know it was. I got mad at him. I was like, "Look, this is serious. I'm trying to do something here." It's like, and uh, so they ended up buying some knives, and it ended up. Yeah, they they bought like a whole set. Maybe they felt guilty, but it ended up I was like the top seller for (laughs) all the training class. I was feeling okay, but I was like, my parents just bought a set. How am I? I haven't sold anything to anybody yet. And so my prize for winning, uh, for being the top salesman for the week and a half, was I got a free vegetable peeler. <laughs> you still use it? I looked at that thing. I was like, it was that moment. 
I can't do this anymore. And so I just got quit after that. You know that uh, Bill Kite sold knives for a while. There are a bunch of people and, I know that have done oh, it or are doing it. You know who Bill went to to, to judge his sales pitch? Uh, yeah. He went to Dale's house and had Dale judge the sales pitch. Oh he said, I'll buy some knives. If you come over, I'll tell you how your sales pitch Yeah, if you play your scales properly, I might consider buying a knife from you. But <laughs> Dale actually bought some knives from when I, had to, when I had to read that speech from his price, <clears throat> well, I tried to rehearse in front of my parents, and they kept, like, talking over me. It was so upsetting. I was just trying to see if I was reading this thing well. She had to she had to hug my principal. Yeah. It was awesome. Let's see. Have any of you broken the law? Oh, we've covered that pretty oh, yeah. extensively. Yeah. I remember, you know, this is, I was thinking I'm about... Um, I remember the time that I was like I've broken the law before, but the time that it scared me the most I don't know why was we were gonna wrap someone's house with a uh, caution tape so it looked like a crime scene, and to do we needed road barricades, and so we drove up somewhere they were doing construction, and Joe jumped out. This is when we were in uh, like I think this is like a, one of the first summers after high school or in college, like Joe jumped out of the car, grabbed a giant orange road barricade and jumped back in, threw it into my car. And you know, if you get caught like stealing that from like you, you get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And, uh, I just remember, I mean, I've done worse things. I think, but I remember driving around with that thing, just terrified that I get pulled over and, you know, the cop would walk up and be like, what you got there? <laughs> like, it's a road barricade. <laughs> now, never get to, Joe had this look of determination. He, like, jumped out, just picked it up and swung into the backseat. And then jumped back in there. I was like, go, go, go! And we just drove off. There, there are a few times in life where you see Joe move like a gazelle in the wild. <laughs> yeah, road, road barricades are one, and what I do to him is the other. Nope. Okay. The guy... Ralph Lundy, who runs Lundy's soccer camp. Uh-huh. He used to do this thing, so in Arden, it's in Asheville, Arden. Is this a story about you breaking the law or him? Him, but it's a road big thing. Okay, it's it's short, it's good. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> another terrible story from okay. Francesca. So there, it's in the mountains. So there's I was going to tell her to move closer to the mic, but now I changed my mind. There are these big hills all over the campus, and what they used to do with the goalies at the end of the week, they, so Ralph Lundy would go and, like, take these road barricades, like the big barrels, and he'd take them up to camp. And what they'd do is they'd start at the top of the hill, like the biggest hill of camp, and they'd put the goalie into the, bo- the barrel and roll them down the hill, and they had oh. to get out of the barrel and run up the hill and make a save. Oh, wow. It's abuse. Yeah. I, that, they had to stop. Can you tell any stories where you've broken the law or is the statute of limitations still too close? Um, I mean... Me and Andrew have gone, like, trespassing, I guess, just, like, walking that's, through. That's the- what the kids call it these days. Oh, <laughs> trespassing. We're trespassing our bodies. <laughs> oh, no. No. I'm oh, no. I wasn't supposed to be. Lord, forgive them that trespasses, <laughs> as we forgive know. those who trespass all over us. I mean, against <laughs> us. No, like... In the back of my, my neighborhood is connected to another neighborhood, and in the back of that, that's what the kids are calling it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust, I trespass in her back of her neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Okay, no. This is better than whatever story you're going to tell. <laughs> well, we we went. Back. 
back there one time with Maggie and Hannah. And Mac and Andrew's going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we just followed this little, like, kind of beaten path in the woods. And we came to this, like, burned down house thing and took this clearing and took this brick house. It's, like, half knocked down. And there's, like, pentagrams all over it. And it was really scary looking. And then we, like, when we were walking back, we realized there are no trespassing signs everywhere. And Andrew tried to look at it on Google Maps and realized, like, a hundred yards away from where we were, there was a house, like a real house in the woods, and, like, someone's car was parked there, like, someone lives there. That's a terrible story. It's I like, scary. I like the part better about you saying that you trespassed on Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Do not trespass on Andrew. <laughs> Michaela stole something when she was five. Well, yeah, of course you did. Well, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's stolen something. I mean, yeah, you stole Andrew's innocence. Oh. I stole, me and Andrew stole, um, what did we steal? We stole Darth Maul from you. No, you stole you stole Admiral yeah. Akbar. They took Admiral Akbar from me once. We didn't so, even know. He called Seth, my mom. You got, you got any, uh, any law breaking? Well, I've already told my ID story. Uh, so I was going to say, there's someone who asked, yeah. one of the questions was, could you make the fake ID for, for them? No, I, I can't make it. The, the one that I got, oh, I had a, a friend uh, make. Uh, he was, I guess, the go-to guy at huh. the school. But, uh, no, I, I have no expertise or ability to do that. All right, let's see what else we got here. I could, I, could draw, I could draw a picture of a purple dinosaur or something on a sheet of notebook paper, see if that'll pass as an ID. Well, do you have any other good law-breaking stories besides that? I'm trying were to think. There, were you there that night that um, almost the whole trombone studio got busted for throwing water balloons at people? Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't get busted. They never found us. Yeah, the police swarmed the place, though. Yeah, they swarmed the place, and there were three of us huddled on top of a, a toilet in the second-floor <laughs> bathroom, and a police officer walked in, and we were, we were trying to be just deathly silent he ended up walking out that was that was fun that was probably the most mischief i uh i got into because we had out we we had uh alcohol too like somebody brought a backpack full of water balloons and another backpack full of beers and you they were up on top of the fine arts building just chucking water yeah balloons. lee had a lee, lee had one of those giant slingshots it was a two-man slingshot uh for <laughs> chunking water balloons and other things and so I think it was some holiday. It might have been Memorial Day. I think it was Memorial Day. So it was like Sunday night. So all the sorority chicks, you know, the the frat guys are out you know, roaming the streets because Sorority Row is right by the Fine Arts Building. Mm-hmm. And we start ch- just chunking. There's, I don't know how many of us were up there. There were like nine or ten people eventually because we kept calling more people. Like, hey, yeah, we're up on top of the Fine Arts Building. Shoot water balloons. Come on by. And so we've got this two man this slingshot set up and we're just hurling water balloons across the street just shattering on around on and around people you drunk sorority (laughs) girls in their tube tops and lee had deathly aim with that thing he was he could pinpoint uh yeah a, a frat guy's uh sandals and jeans and uh you know pink polo shirt from two a hundred yards out and uh so eventually the cops showed up didn't they say it was like four police cars there were were police cars like they started driving around because i guess somebody was like if somebody somewhere is shooting water balloons or something but they didn't know where we were 
initially, anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> there was like somebody hiding in bush in the bushes. We thought he was an undercover cop or something. So the police car start driving around, and we're still just shooting, just fired off. You know, water balloons are hitting the telephone poles and just spraying all these you know, bleach blonde sorority girls. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I remember the first night we did it. Like I, I was there the first time. It was me, you, Brad, Lee, Katie, and I think Clint. There was no alcohol, and it was a very clean operation. I would sit down on, on the ground, you know, like out in front of the fire building on a bench, and I would call Lee, and I'd be like, "All right, see these two people walking up here. One's in a blue shirt. Go, go, go." And then yeah. Lee would just shoot. I remember it was funny because I'd just be sitting there relaxed, just kind of looking. All of a sudden, you just hear splash. <laughs> this person would be <laughs> splash. But then, yeah, but you guys, I, I think, I, I think me and Brad were. I don't remember where we were for that. But yeah, like I remember uh, Clint saying, that, you know, yeah, we shouldn't have had alcohol there because then we were just standing up in plain sight, flicking water balloons. <laughs> yeah, we were like then, looking over the edge of the building into the spotlight. There was that spotlight shining right up to the top of the building, and we're looking out, just oh, what do we do? And uh, but yeah, I forgot that you were the call guy. You were the you're the guy down on the. You're the boots on the ground. Calling not out not the time you guys got chased by the cops. I remember because I remember like and Dave King describing how all of you were standing on one toilet. Yeah, trying to keep from the cops. Finding. It was me, Dave King, and I think David Jaggy. I think we were all huddled <laughs> in the bathroom, standing on top of the toilet, hoping that our college, Jaggy. hoping that our college careers weren't going to end at that point because <laughs> because UK is a dry campus. Uh, yeah. If we got caught with alcohol, then you get like suspended. This is like that time that I got David, almost had David lose his entire career and mine too, and we got caught peeing on a school. Yeah. Like, we almost caused David's whole life to just <laughs> get flushed down the toilet. All right. Um, someone asked me, they said, um, why do you have so many dogs and no kids? First of all, dogs are awesome. Uh, secondly, I remember I, I said this to Francesca, it was after the band concert at the end of the year. And look, I love the Waddells. They're great. But there are four of them, the kids. And they're in the band room, and they're running around like nuts. Yeah. I looked at Cheryl Waddell, who is the matriarch of the Waddell brood, and she just has this thousand-yard stare on her face. Yeah, just like, like the same stare that little Matt Murphy's mom gives me. What? Oh, the... the My um, tuba yeah. student. Yeah. And so, you know, she's just sitting there staring, and, like, they're all going crazy. And Miss Waddell turns to me and says, aren't you having fun having them all here? I said... Yeah, but you see, here's the thing. They're going to leave. Yeah, I, have, I get and them for an hour, be... and then they're gone. Yeah. And so that's fine. That's that's the answer to that question. Um, yeah. yeah, our line of work, that's... yeah. You, you, you think having two of your own 24-7 versus having however many hundred that you do for you know, an hour, scattered hour throughout the day. And the ones that you... Well, the ones that are... That you... Uh, don't want to be around or just trouble or they're just crazy they get counterbalanced by the awesome students and the awesome kids yeah. that are out so it's uh yeah if, if you're stuck with two of your own crappy kids <laughs> I like the way you put that so um <laughs> so dogs seth, are dogs are better. someone wants to know someone said seth did you ask this one too seth should tell us what life is like with his grandparents yeah. I told you I just, I, I, how many of these did you ask i only asked one, one. Like three. Okay, but yeah, I think we've talked about your life with your grandparents already. 
Yeah, and just so people know, I'm not living with my grandparents for forever. This is like a halfway house for me right now. I don't want the the answer to your question is Seth single. Well, this is the reason why is because he lives with his grandparents. No, it's uh, I'm spending the summer with my grandparents because my landlord sold my house, the, the house I was staying in, and. I'm trying, I'm currently in the process of house hunting, which is uh, exciting. Trying to find something for August, for the fall. But uh, life life is wonderful here in many ways, and it's weird in a lot of ways. You know, the, the, I've mentioned the three-hour block of Fox News that is sometimes you know, I get subjected to. But, you know, I, I come and go as I please. And they don't question you when you bring home strange men in the middle of the night. No, because I keep them in the backyard, and you know, I I, I get reminded a lot to set the alarm yeah. when uh, a lot of things that aren't really necessary. It's like I, I know Bruh. I know what to do. Chris Isaac said something once I thought was really great. He's talking about being a rock star life on the road. He was like, you know. It's such a weird life. You know, you're a normal guy living in an apartment and stuff, and suddenly you're on the road. He said, and, um, you know, you're sitting in your hotel room. It's 4 a.m., and you've got groupies just banging on the door. And you realize, i got to let these people out at some point. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's great. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's all we have on anonymous questions tonight. Yeah, um, we're about allowed, uh, you allow yourself to answer. Really about we've got about four or five minutes left here. Uh, we'll save you know we'll save when Kate comes back because she had star experiences too. So we'll save Dale stories for next time. Maybe I should talk about my experience in Virginia with my extended family. Do you? I remember before you said you were. Oh, can you talk about your? Uh, can I? Can we tell the story about Francesca had a, had an interesting experience recently with? Where was no, she? The, where was no. she trespassing? We, we, the, the, the drink was on the counter. Oh my god! Okay, so Francesca had an interesting okay, experience. I, can I tell this, or do you want? Because you don't tell stories. I'll, <laughs> I'll, you can tell it, and I'll interrupt. So, you. Yeah, the story so will last twenty is, seconds if Francesca tells it. Yeah. Oh wait, there is a never mind. Um, so anyway, Francesca, uh, she talks to me. She goes. She says. Mr. In, he still calls me Mr. And she goes, something really weird happened. Her dad had made himself a drink of bourbon and Pepsi. Oh. She did not realize that it was bourbon and Pepsi. She thought it was just Pepsi. So he left. She walks up, grabs it, and gulps down. Like, yeah. almost like, I've been, like, I've been handing blinds with my grandma. Yeah. And we just moved in. I'm she so gulps down like the whole thing. Girl, for the first time in her life, accidentally made herself drunk. And when I say she's actually right, like she tried to pour a plate of tortilla chips and missed the plate. <laughs> and and, really bad. and these, I tried to have conversations with her. They didn't make any sense. And she'd be like, I have, and she'd all of a sudden scream, I have a headache. <laughs> like, all right, well, I'm getting off Facebook now. Oh, God. That was like a few shots. Like, if you did that in a bar, people would be like, oh! You just, like, picked it. So, Francesca's first time being intoxicated yeah. was an accident. <laughs> 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 I don't remember, like, what happened. I remember, I just, like, went outside and laid on my trampoline for, like, two and a half hours. I was just laying there, like, like, like I don't know. 
So I, was, I remember she was like, why do people do this? It feels terrible. It probably, so. The taste probably reminded you of something like expired soda. Have you ever had expi- expired soda? Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Like, flat? like, flat? like, like no, flat? No, 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 no. Not, not flat, but expired. Like where like, the sugar's pretty much out? Like you can't taste the sugar in it? Yeah, when all you taste is the chemicals that are left in it. I, that only that's only happened to me one time. I went to a friend's house and they had this two liter of Diet Pepsi that must have been sitting in a pantry or cupboard or something for years. And so we opened it up and it had fizz. It went, pss, you know, <laughs> we're like, all right, this is Diet Pepsi. Here we go. And I tasted that and it, I I I, I can't think of something the equivalent of what it tastes. It, it's it tasted like floor cleaner. Not that I not that I drink a lot of floor cleaner, but tasted like Joe. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Where you can taste the fear. <laughs> That's actually delectable. <laughs> it's like a fine wine. <laughs> you just can't get it. Hints of things familiar and unfamiliar. You just, uh, I think that's probably about a good, a good place we can find to stop. Not <laughs> tasting Joe's beer. <laughs> All right, so Francesca, do you have anything to say? No. Oh, um, before we go, do you want to really quickly uh, record the intro with Francesca and have Dale yelling at her? What? Okay. Where you say, uh, from the pages of ramblingbeachcat.com, you say we talk about the Trayvon Martin case. We talk about um, oh, come on puppies. We talk about Trayvon Martin case. Talk about the awesomeness of Sharknado, and we answer your anonymous questions from Ask FM. Even like that, Francesca. <laughs> okay. Thank you, baby. All right. So, do you want to you want to do the intro here with Francesca? All right. Okay, do I have to say anything? Yeah. I don't want to do it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll just answer him when he talks to you. All right, Seth, go. Wait. From the pages of Rambling Beach Cat, this is Seth. I'm here with Nick and Francesca. Again, we're going to give you the Rambling Beach Cast here in a few minutes. Today we're talking about the epicness that is Sharknado. A little bit of Trayvon Martin going to bring us down. And then we're also going to take your listener questions from the new Ask FM webpage that actually worked pretty well. Uh, uh, Francesca. Uh, sorry. Come on. Uh, you gotta get it together. I gotta record this intro all over again. What am I supposed to say? You're terrible at what this. What am I supposed to say? Like, oh, never mind. I'm, I'm just, That's it's supposed to be witty banter. You're supposed like, to respond. I don't know. Dale, it scares me too much. Okay. You, you said you wanted say, to beat me. Should I say, I don't know. What, what? Just, what just cue the music, Seth. Just cue the music. I'll cue the music. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a good intro. <laughs> that pretty much encompasses. <laughs> yes. What this is her freaking out. I'm freaking out. Uh, she freaks out more than I do. I still think the intro... Was that time that Kate did it? And then you were like, ah, Kate. <laughs> She's like, yeah. He goes, ah, why don't we go ready? <laughs> I still need my orchestral excerpt back for me. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening once more. Send your uh, questions over to the Ask FM page or 
questions at ramblingbeachgap.com. All right. I'll talk to you later, Seth. All right. See ya. Wait, wait. Hold on. Oh. There you go. There we go. That was an aggressive one. Yeah. Kind of high-pitched.